Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of A Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Hello and welcome to this A Half Dozen Things podcast. Today I'm going to speak to people about how to have effective one-to-ones. I'm a big, big advocate for one-to-ones. I think they're a vital part of being able to support and encourage our team members. And as line managers, it's a really vital skill and something that we need to do on a regular basis with all of our team members. Uh, From a leadership point of view, I think one-to-ones are absolutely vital to drive sort of performance management and your vision, your behaviours and your values through through the business and through your people and getting your managers to have effective one-to-ones with team members. And if you're a transport manager who's listening, because I know there's a few of those listening to the podcast too, it's really, really important for you to have regular catch-ups with your team, uh, planners and, and other people who may report directly to you because it's a really, really important thing to allow people time face-to-face with you with no distractions to be able to build your relationship, uh, to be able to help manage and support and encourage and coach great performance in your team as well. However, I do appreciate it. It can be quite a daunting thing. And actually, it's Monday morning as I record this, and I'm just about to go out and deliver some effective, how to have effective one-to-ones uh, management training, uh, which um, which I've, I've prepared. And uh, therefore, I thought I'd share the podcast with yourselves as well, um, because this is part of the training I'm going to be delivering. And as part of that, I even, I even wrote an article as well. So I'll be publishing that over on LinkedIn too. But part of that is, as always, with a half dozen things, there are six, uh, yet yeah, six uh, key skills that I need you to think about and develop uh, to be able to help you have effective one-to-ones. And then there's my six ground rules for having effective one-to-ones as well. So six key skills and six ground rules. Hope that sounds interesting and I hope that sounds exciting and you're still with me after two minutes. So uh, let's go with that. Right, six key skills then. So the first one is around the skills that we need to nurture to be able to deliver fantastic one-to-ones with our team members. And the first one is having no blame. So when I mean what I mean by that is about understanding that your team members' performance is the absolute best they can do with the skills they have available to them and the information that you've provided as a line manager. And actually, you need to take a little bit of responsibility yourself for uh, the performance of, of your people as well. Um, having a, having a, you know the, the current performance as it is, it is uh, vital to understand that actually it's not, it's not necessarily your team member's fault as to where they are at the moment. So no blame is really, really quite a vital part of um, making sure that you've got the skills you need. The second one is empathy. Now, empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person. This is a core skill for effective leadership and management. Um, you know, you, you want to be a caring person because you're a good person, right? And to be a good person, you need to be able to develop those skills of empathy. Uh, being able to understand the situation your team members are in and being able to empathize with them. Okay, the third one is around having a problem-solving mindset. Now, one of the great things about one-to-ones is having 
that opportunity to be able to collectively problem solve with your team member. You're not there to solve their problems for them, but you're there to help support them in solving problems. So having that mindset around being able to collaborate and work together. The fourth one is about being curious. So it's best to seek to understand. Sometimes we can all be uh, guilty of jumping to conclusions. So the first thing is to seek to understand and practice those listening skills, making sure you listen without judgment and without jumping to conclusions. It's important to make sure you fully understand your team members' challenges that they face. And sometimes by asking questions and being curious, the problem they present to you may not necessarily be the problem they actually have. It's a little bit like root cause analysis. Ask why five times. Uh, Sometimes a why can be a bit of a challenging question. And later on, I'm going to encourage you to ask open questions. And why isn't an open question. It's quite direct. Um, But if you ask why five times, you can start to look at what the root cause is uh, for one of the challenges you may be facing. So the fifth skill is about being able to be supportive through praise and recognition. Now, this can be a really tricky skill in my experience for people to uh, be able to uh, have. And you often hear people complaining that they get criticised when something goes wrong, but no one ever recognises the good performance when something goes really well. Now, you don't want to be that dick, really. Um, You know, it's, uh, it's important that when people feel like they're getting picked up only when things go wrong, but the small things that they do and the, the you know the things that they do really well aren't recognised, people are going to leave your business. So it's really, really important to not be that person. Make sure you do praise the good stuff because uh, more than belittling and picking out the small stuff and nitpicking, uh, praising the good stuff will encourage future performance. It will encourage people to continue to excel at the things that they are good at. And the final sixth point uh, skill that you need to look at is being open. Um, openness and transparency are vital for engagement and they encourage a team member to be able to ask your questions. And when you respond as openly as you can, that helps build trust. And trust and rapport is what's really, really vital when you want to be an effective leader and be able to carry out effective one-to-ones because your team members need to be able to trust you. Okay, cool. So those are the six key skills that we need for one-to-ones. I don't know if you have got your own, but please do drop them in the comments or give me a shout if you've got any additional ones. But those are my six key areas. And I think it goes without saying to make sure that you give people uh, the opportunity to build trust and make sure that you keep their stuff private as well. Okay, cool. So what are the six ground rules uh, for effective one-to-ones? So ground rule number one, numero uno. Make time and space with no distractions. Diarise your appointments and don't move them, okay? So if you want to have effective one-to-ones, you need to make sure they're a priority, right? So this first rule is really, really important. Make sure you make time and space with no distractions. There's nothing worse than someone tapping away on their laptop and just looking up occasionally at you and tapping back down again. No good. No good for a one-to-one. One-to-one. Don't put barriers between you and the other person. Don't have your phone on the table. By having your phone on the table, that tells other people that you don't really give a fuck what they've got to say because if that phone rings, it's more important than them. That's no good for a one-to-one. You need to make sure you put your phone away, put distractions away. If you're going to write notes, and I suggest you do write notes, use a notepad, use something which isn't going to uh, distract you um, and make sure that you're not just checking your emails because... Someone who's doing this and just looking up occasionally, you're not getting any engagement. It's just not going to work. 
The next thing is about making sure that you diarize and don't move. So if you want to make sure that one-to-ones are a priority, guess what? If you keep moving them with your team members or putting them after other stuff, that shows that they're not a priority and therefore your team members aren't going to value them either. Okay, so it's really, really important. Diarize them. Find a time that's mutually convenient for both of you that will work well for the business. Make sure you take that time because it's really, really important. And one-to-ones are a vital way, as we said before, of building engagement, improving performance, and being able to give excellent feedback to people. It's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. At Flagship Partners, we take road safety really seriously, and we're your road safety partnership. We help transport companies with compliance and training across their businesses, including first aid, driver CPC, and other transport management services. So if your four's accredited or you want to improve your operator compliance risk score, give Flagship Partners a call today. Excellent, okay, so the second one is about setting clear goals and expectations, making sure you're honest in your feedback. So goals and um, expectations, it's really, really important when we're setting goals that we follow the SMART process. So making sure they're specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, oh, sorry, relevant and time bound. Okay. So uh, making sure that any goals you set, that person can actually affect. Because there's nothing more demotivating than having a goal, which actually, I don't, I can't even affect that. Or it's so heavily influenced by other members of the team that, it, it can negatively impact my performance. So try and make it really goals or KPIs or key delivery areas, whatever you want to call them, key performance indicators. Yeah, whatever you want to call them, just make sure that they are really, really relevant to the individual and make sure they're time bound. So a really good example is I see goals like improve customer service. Bullshit. It's a crap goal. It's a crap goal, right? Don't get me wrong. It's very good that you want to improve customer service, but there's no, it's not specific enough. It's not measured. How do you measure improved customer service? Now, a much better goal is going to be achieve 85% customer satisfaction in the next six months or before the end of the year or whatever it may be. But that's much better. It's specific. It's measurable. Potentially, it's achievable, obviously, depending on what you agree with your team member. But it's relevant to them and making sure that there's a time time-bound opportunity there as well. But make sure you're supportive and sympathetic with your team member and make sure that you give them feedback. Because if they're not achieving their goals and at the end of the year, you're going to mark them as underperforming. They need to know month in, month out where they're underperforming. So you need to be able to give proper feedback to people. Now, that's another skill in itself, delivering feedback in an empathetic way. So one of the things I want you to think about is when we were speaking earlier about those skills, one of them is about being empathetic and being caring and caring about people. Now, caring about people means that you care about them enough to value them. And therefore, when you care and value your people, giving them feedback is a really, really vital thing to help them develop. So when you then give developmental feedback, and it might be a little bit painful, it's really important to make it clear that you're giving this feedback as a gift because you want that person to develop and you want them to improve. And actually, by being really supportive and caring in your feedback, that can actually give people a really good grounding for them to be able to develop. Cool. So, ground rule number three. Three stages to trust. You need to understand what the difference is as you go through the different steps to be able to trust someone. So, when you trust someone, 
you trust them to carry out that task with very little support from yourself you trust them to make the right decisions and you just trust them to get on with the job right now one of the issues is is line managers trust people way too quickly okay and what happens is is when someone trusts someone really really implicitly and then they let that person down or something goes wrong you have to go back to managing them a bit more closely now the issue with that is it starts to feel like micromanaging which is really really unmotivating or demotivational so how do you stop that from happening well i call it the three stages to trust so the first one is understanding the difference between managing stage one mentoring stage two and coaching stage three before going to trust so managing is when you are there to support someone you're showing them how to do stuff you are leading by example and you're closely managing managing monitoring and supervising somebody on a task that they're carrying out and this works really well when it might be something new to somebody or something that somebody's not done before and you can help support them by managing them and then the next stage is mentoring so mentoring means that you are there to support and guide and give advice okay so someone is largely able to carry out a task self-sufficiently but they may need to check in with you occasionally that is mentoring and then the third one is coaching so coaching is where you know that your team member knows the answers. They have all the skills, they've had the practice, but they're just lacking a little bit of confidence. So being able to coach people is when you ask them questions. If they're struggling, you ask them questions. You don't give them advice. You give them feedback and you give them more questions to be able to answer themselves and for them to think for themselves around a challenge. And then finally, once you're comfortable with that, you can agree to go to trust with that person and they carry on. Um, self-sufficiently you can still be there to support and guide but ultimately once you've got to that stage you're able to trust them to crack on now it's important to work through these stages and you might have an individual who the, their work is carried out in several areas and you might be able to discuss with them that you go straight to trust you know because it's something they've done for years and years they know it really well and you've got a really nice agreement that they're straight to trust but there might be new parts of their role where you need to manage things a little bit more closely now a one-to-one -one is a good opportunity to discuss those areas and find out what support that person feels they need ask them where they think they are on that journey of three stages to trust um, on different parts of their role and uh, that'll be really insightful for you because you're able to break down your one-to-ones into different areas and different discussion topics and also be able to make sure that your people feel properly supported in their role. So that's ground rule number three. Uh, ground rule number four is what I call the five P's. And the five P's are preparation prevents piss poor performance. So prepare for your one-to-one. There's not really much else to say than that, other than make sure you take lots of notes when you have your one-to-one. -one. Make sure you give written feedback to your team member at the end of their one-to-one. -one. Make sure you properly prepare for the next one. If you go rushing into your one-to-one -one without having a measured approach and a thought of what you may discuss or what is relevant to you that you need to ask people, you know, you, you're not prepared and therefore it's going to be a piss poor one-to-one. So as with anything, make sure you prepare. But the other thing is, is set the expectation with your team member that they should be prepared for their one-to-one. -one. You don't want them to rush into their one-to-one -one without having had proper thought about what they need to ask you and what they need to discuss with you. So you need to make sure that they are well prepared by coaching them as well and make sure that they expect that you expect them to ask you questions and that there might be things that they want to talk about with you and have support with. Cool.
fifth ground rule ask open questions and really really listen i was taught once upon a time back in my late teens as a bar manager for green king i worked for a fantastic landlord a kiwi guy uh absolutely fantastic bloke but he said here pete you've got two ears and one mouth and you need to use them in the right ratios this is absolutely true understand that your team members one-to-one is their time not yours Okay. If you need to manage somebody during a period of a month, you do not wait for your one-to-one or their one-to-one. To do that, you need to give them feedback in a timely manner. So if something, if something goes off the rails a little bit or something goes a little bit wrong, you need to make time at the time that occurs to speak to your team member because the one-to-one is their time. Okay. So really, really understanding that and making sure that you understand you should do half as much talking as they do. Okay. You need to be asking the questions and you need to learn to ask open questions like tell me explain to me describe to me and you can start to ask questions where you can start to encourage your team member to open up and speak with you about their issues about their challenges and uh, be able to ask you questions but just make sure that you don't ask you know when my daughter comes home from school and I say how was your day I get yeah it was okay dad thank you conversation over if I go, tell me about your day, or, oh, that sounds interesting, explain to me what happened there. She's got no choice. She can't wriggle out of that without actually giving me an explanation of what happened. So the same way with your team members, make sure that you ask nice, open questions to be able to create a really fulfilling conversation. And then the final one, ground rule number six. The sixth area is make time for developmental discussion. Don't just talk about business objectives. Don't just talk about the goals and business objectives during your one-to-one. Make time for developmental discussion. Speak to your team member about what are their goals? What, where do they want to be in their career? What skills do they feel that they're lacking that they need support with? What training are they interested in? What are their personal goals? What do they want to achieve themselves? It's really, really important that we incorporate that as an important part of people's effective one-to-ones and having effective one-to-ones because it's not just about business it's not just about performance it is also about giving people the opportunity and space to think about their development and their long-term plans and it's okay if they want to be the best they can be in the role they're in not everyone wants to climb the corporate ladder some people will be quite happy with the role they're in and you they just need support and to help develop that they might have interests in other areas of the business and how are you going to know that unless you ask so if you really want to drive engagement if you want to improve and manage performance in an effective way i really suggest you have regular one-to-ones as often as once a month i really think 30 to 60 minutes worth of time with your team members is really really vital so hopefully I've given you some tips that will help build your confidence uh, in having one-to-ones with your team. It can feel like an awkward thing to do for them and for you. So give yourself time, be patient, um, you know, be kind to yourself, but give it a go. I, uh, I really recommend it and uh, I'd be really interested to hear your feedback on this session. Thank you very much. Bye now. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon. Oh, my phone is ringing with your team members.
what's going on here? Apologies, that's put me off my swing. I hope that Harry can edit that out for me.